Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Pretty Much Done. I'm Julia Mazur. I hope none of you are in a situation where you need to call off your wedding, but it doesn't hurt to be prepared. This week's guests are the dynamic duo Devin and Jessica, who are also known as DIY Breakup. I'm joined by my good friend Ethan, and today we discuss Devin and Jessica's wedding cancellations, the best time to get proposed to, and how to handle being cheated on. Hey guys, welcome to Pretty Much Done. This week, Ethan's joining me to interview two guests who run the account DIY Breakup. I have gotten to know them. I really, really love them. I love to banter and talk to them. I love to talk about breakups and cheating and wedding cancellations with them. And we'll talk a little bit more about it today. So hi, both. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi. Yep. I'm Jess. I'm co-founder of DIY Breakup. And I'm Devin. And I'm also co-founder of DIY Breakup. And you guys both live on the East Coast. Yep. East Coast girls over here. I'm Jersey. Devin's Philly. But I like to still tell people Philly. Amazing. Well, we're here sweating. (laughs) 90 degrees in LA. LA. I wanted to chat with you guys because I saw Devin's viral, you know, breakup TikTok. And I was like, I need to interview this girl. I can't believe this happened to her. I know you guys like came up with DIY breakup out of it. So Devin, if you want to like run us through kind of your breakup story and what happened to you and what, you know, the impetus was for like that viral TikTok that came out. Yeah, so I was in a relationship for about six years. And it started in my early 20s. So I was pretty young, still had no idea who I was or what I wanted in life. But I met this guy and he pursued me pretty hard. And we ended up getting engaged. I would say our relationship was very unhealthy. It was incredibly volatile from the start. It started off with a lot of love bombing, trauma bonding, and just a ton of arguments, manipulation, lies, you name it. I decided to get engaged to this person despite the issues we were having. You know, it was all I knew. And I don't think I had the best example of what a healthy relationship should look like. So I was settling for something that ultimately wasn't making me happy. But, you know, as we're going through the motions, planning the wedding, I found out 90 days before that he was cheating on me. He had been cheating on me for six months with the same person. And I decided to call off my wedding. And then I made a TikTok about it. (laughs) So, So run us through how long had you guys been dating before you got engaged? I think we were dating for about four years. Okay. And then... How long were you guys engaged before you found? So six months you had found out that he was cheating? So he had been cheating on me for like the past six months with the same person. But we had been engaged for, I want to say like over a year, I guess that, yeah, with the timing of everything. So you were in the relationship for five years. Mm-hmm. And what kind of like led you to this guy? Like what what was it? You said the love bombing, but like what really was it that like got you into this relationship? I think when we met, I was in a place in my life where I was just really unsure of like who I was and what I wanted. I had just graduated from college. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with like my career. You know, I just didn't really have a ton of confidence in myself at the time. And when I met him, he was two years older than me. You know, he drove a nice car. He, it seemed like he had a fancy job. He had these things to offer me that I felt like I couldn't offer myself. And I think that sort of like what 
interested me in him at first, but then he pursued me like very hard. And it was to the point where I remember like almost feeling uncomfortable by it. And it felt like I like couldn't escape him. And it got to the point where I was like, well, maybe I should be appreciating this guy. Like, you know, he's showing up at my apartment with an iced coffee and a banana every morning and offering to drive me to work. And, you know, he would do that without me asking him and it would kind of catch me off guard in the morning. But I convince myself that, you know, maybe these are things that I've been looking for in a guy and things that I should appreciate and be like, wow, someone wants to do this for me. I've totally been there. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So it's almost like you can almost get attention mixed up for like true affection. It feels nice in the moment, but it doesn't serve you ultimately. And I think it wasn't genuine, you know, like looking back and once I got to know him more and once we were really, our lives were intertwined and I was committed to the relationship, it became very clear that those actions were not genuine and he was doing it to get something out of it. He was like always using that, like, I have a nice car, I'm stable, like, I'll get you coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. Was he like using that to keep you in, do you think? Yeah, for sure. Like making dinner reservations at restaurants I had never been to before, places that seemed like exclusive or expensive, you know, spending a lot of money on a first date, impressing me with superficial things. Jess, you can like comment on this too, but do you guys like see that in your field or in your community of like guys doing that? Like the good on paper guy of like, I have a stable job, I have money, I own a house or something like that, that like lures a girl in and kind of keeps her there. Like, have you guys experienced that that is common? Yeah, I feel like it's something that we definitely see. And it's interesting because I think that the things that initially draw people into a relationship wind up being the things that are then when you're in a manipulative relationship kind of put back on you. It's like, well, I'm doing all of these things for you. And like Devin said earlier, why aren't you appreciating it? And so you wind up second guessing yourself and your values. And, you know, if you have someone who's offering to do all these things, well, what else is it that you could possibly be looking for when there's so many people out here that would die to have a relationship like this? So it's definitely something that I think we see often a hundred percent okay so we can call that a red flag (laughs) if a guy is like constantly making dinner reservations constantly getting you coffee like you know not general rule it's like identifying red flag is part one but actually doing something about it is part two and most of the time we fall short on part two but yeah i feel like that is like that could be a red flag but then like i also feel like there are genuinely good people out there that are doing those things because they want to make your life better like one of the things that i noticed in my personal relationship when i first started dating my husband and left a toxic relationship is he would do nice things for me and i was always kind of like well now what am i going to have to do in return in order to like accept this and there was that part never came so I think there are also people out there that have genuine intentions. It's just kind of looking at the whole picture and not just the action. Like, what are they expecting or what are they doing afterwards? And like, are they consistent? Is this something that is they're doing it because they want to or they're doing it because they want something from you? Totally. And then I didn't know that you were in a toxic relationship. So when your now husband did that to you, were you smothered by that like niceness? So it's really interesting. So I had a boyfriend back in the day who was too nice. Like one of the reasons why we broke up, I was like, you know what? He's just too nice. He was one of those. And then we broke up and I wound up staying with, I got with this other guy. He was in band. He was so cool. Like all the girls liked him. And I was like, yeah, this is what I want. And he was just probably one of the worst and best things that had ever happened to me. He really taught me how I never wanted to be treated again. And so from that experience, I had the nice guy that didn't have all of the things I was looking for. And I also had kind of the asshole guy that like had some of the you know personality and confidence that I was looking for. And I feel like if it weren't for that relationship, I probably would have met my now husband and 
been on the he's too nice type thing because he is a really nice person but he also had some other qualities that I was looking for that my obviously my toxic ex did not have so yeah it was at first kind of like a shock I remember specifically when I was in my toxic relationship my ex always talking about all these things he wanted to do but never actually following through with them and it's all talk it was just anyone can talk and I remember one time my husband was like oh your mirror is broken on your car and I was like yeah I know it's been like that forever and I came home one day and was fixed. And I was like, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> this guy means action. Like I see it. I got it. That's a, a really interesting point that you bring up because I feel like I have a lot of friends and myself included where, you know, it's almost like a, a carrot's being dangled in front of them. Like, Oh, you know, I can see a future for us or, Oh, maybe one day, like we can have a house together, you know, all of these like potential really nice things. But in reality, it's like that as actually masking the shittiness of what's going on in the moment. And I feel like a lot of people get caught up in that and they fail to see like a lot of the inconsistencies or toxicity in their right now relationships. A hundred percent. So I feel like Devin, you had that, like you had this guy trapping you. And so when you saw the text come in through the iPad, like walk us through what you did, like what were your first thoughts, steps? What did you do? Cause like I have my mentality of like, I would print the text and put it on the nightstand like a serial killer. But what did you do? Like talk us through you. Yeah, it was kind of a wild moment and it felt like it was something out of a movie or TV show. It just was very surreal. But I had been planning our honeymoon that day. And I remember I had like gone to a yoga class. I like left work a little bit early and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home and like get a bunch of stuff done. This is great, whatever. And I'm on the computer and as I'm like doing my thing, like text messages started syncing. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like I don't have my iCloud synced to the computer. Like I don't. And I also like the numbers were just coming up blank. And I was like, I don't recognize any of these phone numbers, whatever. And so like I did snoop through them and I was like, okay, this is kind of odd. You know, why is this happening? And then I was like, okay, this is not my phone that's coming through. And I read through some stuff, didn't find anything. And I was like, okay, this is a huge invasion of privacy. I need to stop this right now and just like go about my night. So I remember putting the computer away and then I'm watching TV. My fiance at the time still not home. And we had been going through some stuff at the time. And he was supposed to be home like early that night so we could like talk, hang out, whatever. And it was getting pretty late. And I was like, you know what? Maybe there's like something that I missed. Like I should probably pull out the computer again and see and read through the messages. Like maybe something will make sense if I just take like a second look. And as I opened the computer, you know, more texts start sinking through. And I was like, oh, shit, like <laughs> there are messages that I missed. And as I'm opening the text from his mistress or whatever you want to call her, I hear like him start unlocking the front door. So I'm just like, oh, my God, what do I do? Like, I think my heart stopped in that moment. I remember he like walked in. He was like, I'm going to go up and like take a shower. And I was like, OK, so he walks upstairs. I hear him turn on the shower. I read, I see everything that I need to read or see. It's very clear he's been having some type of like serious affair with someone. And I call him downstairs. He turns off the shower. And I was like, you've been cheating on me. And he's just like, I remember he tensed up and like held his breath. And like, I was like, I know you've been cheating on me. And he like let out a deep sigh. And he was like, my bad. <laughs> my bad. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so this relationship's over. Oh my gosh. And so Jess, you had a feeling that he was potentially cheating, right? Yeah. So Devin and I, we were close friends and we worked together at the time. And I feel like it's always 
it's a different perspective when you're in it and when you can see it from the outside. But there were like certain little things that Devin would share with me that just made you like step back and think like, obviously you never want to assume the worst, but at the same time, you can only make excuses for someone's behavior for so long before you start to question what they're actually doing. And so there was actually a point in Devin and my friendship when I was like, I had this feeling kind of like Devin, like I had a feeling something was wrong and I was listening to what was going on in her relationship. And I remember feeling like maybe something was happening and I was like, well, what do I do? Like, do I ask her? And eventually I like built up the courage and I was like, this might ruin our friendship and I could be wrong. And I have absolutely no hard evidence as to like why I'm asking this question, but have you ever considered that maybe he's cheating on you? And she was like, I don't know, Devin, what was your response? Like, I think you were understanding as to why I asked, but it was something that at that point still wasn't a consideration. And I think it was just one of the big things for me was his inconsistency. Like, you know, he was just saying that he was places and they just didn't make sense. And, you know, after that, we kind of dropped the subject until it obviously came up however long later. But yeah, there were certain things that were definitely red flags. Yeah, I think the biggest red flag and when you finally said something is when I shared that he was going to therapy and you're like, oh, well, how often is he going? And I'm like, well, I don't know. He goes like sometimes once a week, sometimes twice a week. Sometimes his appointments are at like seven o'clock. Sometimes they're at eight o'clock. And Jess was like. No, like that's not how it <laughs> Thinking about that because I have family that is in therapy and like, you know, you think about like you have a schedule. Like if you go to therapy, you go on a Tuesday at 4 p.m. and that's your consistent schedule. Like it, unless there's unique situations where you're planning it on a weekly basis, but it was just very inconsistent. And there was one time where I think he said he was in therapy and it was like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, I don't oh personally know any therapist that... <laughs> work that late, but what do I know? You know, I've, I've never been to therapy myself or like, you know, those were the things. And I remember in the conversation, I was just listening and I think I went home that night and I was like, I don't know, man, something's up with this guy. Like, I think I need to talk to her about it, but yeah, you're right. That was the conversation that led me to have that talk. And I was so scared. And I think that, you know, for anyone listening who has a suspicion that their friend is cheating, like tread very lightly because Devin was receptive to the way that I brought it up. And it's not something that I would necessarily recommend for any situation, but I'm thankful that you were receptive to that because it could have went in a whole nother direction. Devin, did that like plant a seed in your head? Because I've been there where like my friends are like, listen, like this doesn't seem like the right relationship for you. And I like don't think I was mentally ready. But like for you, like did that like plant a seed or like what what was your gut telling you? What were you kind of going through? I was like in complete denial at that point. Like we were just so deep into wedding planning that I was really desperate to make it work. I mean, like we're laughing about when we all heard that he was going to therapy at 10 p.m. at night because it just it's so far fetched and so ridiculous. But like I was just so engulfed in like everything that was happening in this relationship and just so committed to making it work. But when Jess mentioned that it did like raise my spidey senses, I guess. And I was like, okay, I need to be like more aware of what he's doing, like where he's going. Cause I think too, like I always tried to be like the chill girlfriend where I didn't want to be like on his back and he didn't really give me the space to really check in with him and keep tabs on him. Mm -hmm. And I like fell into that role of like, okay, like I don't need to know where you are all the time. Like that doesn't bother me. And I think things like changed for me at that point. I was like, okay, like you do need to be a little on guard, Mm -hmm. like, or aware of what's going on. 
But I also feel like that was a lot of his manipulation too. Like I wouldn't even put that on you as much as I would. Like you would ask him where he was and he would get upset and be like, you don't need to know where I am. Or he would turn his location off and be like, I didn't have service. Like, I feel like you were kind of molded into that like nonchalant personality. Well, Swiss witnessed a really interesting situation. So we went out after work one night and Mm -hmm. you're with a few other coworkers. And my ex had texted me and was like, Hey, come like, I'm at this bar, like come meet us. And I was like, yeah, I'll be like we're just finishing up here like we'll all come by in like 20 minutes and like we ended up showing up earlier than I said we were and I didn't text him and we were on our way and so when we walked into the bar his friends were like on the opposite side like he was on the opposite side of all of his friends and he was next to this girl and I remember like thinking like he was touching her like either touching her leg or like there was very like inappropriate and close body language and I had never seen this girl before and I remember like we walked in he saw me and he like beeline to the other side of the bar and we all saw it and we're all just like dumbfounded like what did we just witness and I when I tell you that that man convinced me that like he didn't even speak words to this woman, like I believed him. And he, I remember that night, like we got home to our house and he was like, I can't even believe that I'm going to marry someone who would think that I'm capable of that. Like you're a monster, like made me feel so bad for like questioning him about like what I actually saw with my own eyes and that like my friends saw too. Yeah. So that was just like the level of like gaslighting and manipulation. I was going to say, I don't want to drop the G word, but I was like, a master class in gaslighting. That's in- I was sitting yeah. here like, you know, that meme, that woman who's like trying to figure out the formula. I'm like, that uh-huh. is classic gaslighting, I think, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say it. Don't want to say it. Like but like they do that. Like they literally like make you convinced. You like start to lose yourself. Like you start to lose confidence in yourself and you're like, maybe my eyes aren't working so well. Maybe I have to go to the optometrist and get them checked out. Maybe, you know, I'm an ungrateful girl. Like I remember with my ex, I started therapy because I'm like, I'm too tough. I'm too tough on him. And like, I need to change myself. It's crazy. Yeah. And Jess is a good friend because when I left, she went up to the girl and was like, hey, like, be real with me. Like, do you know that guy? Like, what was going on? And the girl said, like, it was nothing. Yeah. I don't remember, like, the exact response, but basically, like, I do. What'd she say? I'll never forget. Devin and her ex left early and I was there with, like, two other people still and we were leaving. And I'm like, I just, I'm going to go up to her and just be like, listen, girl to girl, like, I just need to know. And so I did. We were on our way out and I turned around, I went back in and I was like, listen, you were out with a guy earlier and like he had his arm around you like how do you guys know each other and she said something about mutual friends and I was like he's marrying my best friend in a few months like I need to know woman to woman like is there anything to, to know and she was just like nope just like mutual friends and so like maybe that situation was but I think the interesting thing too that like I'm hearing everyone say and that I've done too it's you get this instinct or gut feeling that something's wrong like you walk in and you see something happening and you're like this is wrong but then you start using all these justifications as to why it's not right. It's like, you know it. And then your brain starts telling you, well, what if this is the situation? Or like, what if this is what happened? And then slowly your instinct, which is usually right, becomes like a back thought and you start focusing on the justifications. But yeah, she, I still don't trust her. But anyways, she said nothing happened. (laughs) We hate her. She doesn't exist. To but us. also, like, yeah. shout out to Jess for being like the MVP of all I know. time. I know. <laughs> Nancy Drew. I know. That's why I always think like things are meant to be because like you and Jess were meant to like get close and like yeah, your path was just meant to happen that way. And mm-hmm. one person out of your life, one person in your life. Like I think that's how I roll. But Jess, you were just talking, and I imagine that 
we all are feeling this way, but we all have been in those toxic relationships. And I imagine that that's kind of what got you guys started with wanting this platform of DIY breakup and like why you guys built this. So Devin, like out of your breakup, did DIY breakup immediately form? Not immediately. I think I was just in shock. Like after I called off my wedding, it's things were really bad between my ex and I, but I never expected it to get to that point. I thought we would just power through. We'd get married and live miserably ever after. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Once I was past that and everything was called off, I started to realize that there weren't any like resources available to people who had called off their wedding. And I, I think another part of it too, was like, I was really open about my experience. Like I remember Jess asking me like, what do you want to tell people at work? Like, what do you want me to say? If like our friends ask about what happened and I was like, you can tell them like, I don't care. And it's just like, obviously Jess was doing it like to protect me and to be respectful of my feelings. But I think a lot of people like feel a lot of shame and embarrassment from calling off a wedding. And I was just really open about the experience and I didn't let it stop me from living my life. So I think part of me wanting to start DIY breakup was sharing my experience, just coming out of that on the other side and how it doesn't have to be like the end of your life and good things can come from a really hard or difficult breakup. And also I wanted to help people who had called off their wedding. And I had learned so many different like tips and tricks after the fact that I couldn't implement. And it would have saved me like thousands of dollars if I had utilized some of these resources. So I just wanted to be able to share that with other people. Cause I know a lot of the reasons why like people don't call off their wedding is because of the financial burden. It's like, I've already spent X amount of dollars on this one day. Like I don't want to lose that money. Yeah. And just you also called off your wedding. Right. And I feel like people listening who have like called off or had to postpone a wedding in COVID can like relate. Just talk about your story with calling off your wedding. I technically, I canceled the venue and I kept the guy. So what <laughs> happened was my husband and I, we were together for a significant amount of time. I think we were dating for like five or six years before we even got engaged. And so eventually we got engaged and I just I was never one of those people that really envisioned my wedding. Um, it's just not something that I really gave much thought to. And so once we got engaged, we started feeling pressure from, you know, friends, family who had the best intentions, but want to know when the wedding is and, you know, do you have your venue booked and all of that. So we eventually got to the point where we were like, okay, I guess we have to plan a wedding. And so we wound up booking a venue and it was more of like a traditional venue and family was putting an in input. And I think we took that on a lot more than we, we should have, but we booked this venue and we went to go afterwards to try the food and do that with our family. And I remember my husband and I were sitting there and we were like tasting the food and we looked around and we were just like, this food isn't even good. And he's Italian and I'm Jewish. And like the two things that matter for us is food, obviously, but also having all of our friends and family there to celebrate. I think there was like a number of people that we could have there. And so there were just so many things that when we left, we kind of had this conversation and we're like, who are we planning this wedding for? Is it for us or is it for everyone else? And so with the support of our family, we called off our wedding venue. We lost a lot of money along the way and we wound up eventually planning a backyard wedding, which was way more relaxed. And it was just like a good time. And, you know, I wouldn't have done it any other way, but Devin's completely right. A lot of people wind up going through with these next steps and they kind of just get like wrapped up in the wedding planning that they don't want to back out because there's a financial loss attached and associated with that. So they wind up just going through with it. And even though they spend more money, they feel kind of stuck. Is there like a, a tip that you could recommend, like a secret hack, like when everyone comes to you and it's like, 
how can I save money if I need to postpone or cancel or, you know, get out of this relationship? What's like one really good tip that you always tell people? I think one of the things that we offer is, well, and I can't speak for every venue, but what will happen is if you're able to get your venue rebooked on that date, typically you'll get back a percentage of the cost. And so we're able to promote those dates and um, share them with other people who may be looking to get married so that they're more likely to get booked up. So I would say if you do have a canceled wedding or you have a venue that you're no longer looking to use, like try to promote that and you can send it to us and we'll post it for you. But if you are able to get that date booked, typically you'll be able to get back a percentage of what you've put down. That's amazing. Or not what you put down, but maybe the remainder of the cost or something like that. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's so complex wedding planning because you have so many different vendors and each has a specific contract that you have to sign with different requirements and everyone does their own thing. So yeah, it's like good to have like some some low hanging fruit. Not just like the wedding portion. Like I'm sure you guys live together. And what do you do with the ring? What is the protocol with the ring? You guys tell us. Give it back. You give it back. In most states, like legally, you have to give it back unless it was given to you on a holiday or a birthday. I think it depends, like on the situation, like why you broke up. I guess it depends on like your finances like for me when I gave back the ring to my ex it was with the assumption that he was going to pay my parents back for all the wedding costs so I was okay with giving it to him if I hadn't have thought of that I might have like sold it (laughs) but I certainly was not keeping it so said otherwise if you're like on the fence about a long distance or a long-term relationship or marriage with somebody that makes sure they propose on your birthday or Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I got engaged on my birthday. To my oh husband, my God. So. Oh my God. She got wiser. <laughs> well, then you learn. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are both married, but wait, going back to when you broke up, tell us about what dating was like, Devin. Cause like at this point you're out of a relationship, you're kind of like Probably scared. Like, just just tell us what your views are on dating. Yeah. What happened? I think it's different for everyone. For me, I was like, fuck this. Like, let's download every single dating app possible. And like, how many guys can I talk to and go out with, you know, as quickly as possible? Like, I had never been on dating apps before. So I was like, so intrigued by that life and like what it was like. So I didn't waste any time. I don't no, if I would recommend that for everyone, I think you have to go into it with like the right expectations. Like I went into it, you know, coming from a place of like knowing that I wasn't going to be looking for anything serious, you know, very in a quick amount of time. It was just like very casual. And I had to be honest with people when I went out with them and they like asked me like what I'm looking for, because I didn't want to be one of those people who just like hops from one real serious relationship to the next. But yeah, I had fun with it. And I was like, why not? I was like, I just want to go out and live my life and fuck my ex. Like he sucks. (laughs) I got scared that you were like, and then I was going to fuck my ex. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Number one rule. As I was like coming out, I thought of that. But yeah, I'm just like struggling with my words right now. Happens to the best of us. Whenever you first started getting back on the dating train and getting back into the dating apps, I've heard this more and more. So I'm just asking. Did you like set a quota for yourself? Like I need to go on two or three dates a week. Like do I need to go on a certain amount a month or are you just kind of going with the flow? No, 
I just was like pretty open to anything. I feel like my ex held me back so much in the time that we were together. And I felt like I missed out on having a lot of fun because I was just always at home, like waiting around for him. And I just wanted to like experience as much as possible. So I didn't really limit myself. I mean, there were points where I feel like I probably overdid it a little bit. And I was like, okay, like I don't need to be going on a date every single night of the week. So just had to reel it in when it was becoming too much. <laughs> yeah, but I lived for that because here I am in this long-term relationship, very happy in my marriage. Don't get me wrong, but like the story she would come in with, it would be like a Tuesday. I'm like, so how was your night? Tell me everything. Like it was fun. I mean, for me to hear the story. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Jess, you're like the MVP wing woman of the, of the century. Uh, truly. Yeah, Everyone needs a Jess. Yeah. The stories were good. So did you meet your husband on a dating app? Because like, you're married now. Mm-hmm. So tell us how you met him. So we actually met. He was like one of the first people that like I went out on a date with. We went to high school together and I'm two years older than him. So we knew of each other and had some mutual friends. And we went out right away. And it's funny because like I was just coming out of a very serious relationship. He's never been in a serious relationship before. So we're just polar opposites. And we started hanging out and it got to a point where it was like, I really like you and I think you're a great person. But like, this is clearly like not going anywhere. And it's kind of just like in this weird spot. And it's like, neither of us were at a point where we were ready to get into anything serious. So we just agreed to sort of part ways and continue to do our own thing. And then it was like six months later, I remember I was like, just about to leave for vacation with my family. And he reached out to me when I was at the airport and was like, let's get drinks when you get back. And I was like, yeah, whatever, like, we'll see. And then I remember like I got home, I didn't text him for a week. And he was like, hey, are you home yet? (laughs) Do you still want to go out? And I was like, yeah, we can go out. (laughs) Jess, did you think that he was like the right one? Like, could you feel it? Because you have this intuition. (laughs) We trust Jess. He does have the same last name as my husband. So that was like green flag number one. I was like, okay, obviously like you're good. It's all based off of like, you know, I. it's kind of like you hear it through Devin and how she's speaking and talking about this person. It was always like good things. So of course I felt happy hearing her talking about someone who was like, kind to her and like she was having fun with and everything that I was hearing was checking boxes and like it doesn't really matter what I think if my friend is happy and she was happy and so like if she's happy I'm happy but like what is it with these boys I have a tip for everyone if you are dating someone and you want them to commit to you go on a vacation because that is exactly what happened when Joe asked me out I was going on a cruise with my family back in the day and he was like do you want to be my girlfriend and I was like when do you want to start like I'm literally my luggage is packed like I'm ready to get down on this cruise I haven't been single in so long he was like no I want to start now and I was like oh so if you want a guy to ask you to be his girlfriend go on vacation because that will clearly expedite the process okay counterpoint how long what is like the max time the vacation can be because I have a friend that went on a three-week year at vacation and a bit of the opposite happened where she came back and he was like hey I'm so sorry but I did meet someone else while you were gone um, which was three tough weeks? three weeks yeah three weeks and he met someone else it was a bit shocking to hear the timeline, but yeah, yeah. allegedly. So maybe he was talking to her ahead of time. It was so. allegedly. Check the iPad. <laughs> we'll check his iPad. I feel like he did them a favor. So, or he or she did them a favor. Like yeah. if it's only three weeks where you're gone and you can't handle that, like that is unfortunate. And I'm sorry that the other person went through that, but that person saved you so much time in the long run because mm-hmm. three weeks. 
yeah projection is protection yeah is that what the saying is yeah yeah no rejection is redirection right right, right. redirection but protection too i like that too yeah okay that's a great tip go on vacation i feel that i feel it's because it's like when you're unavailable and they're scared that you're gonna have so much fun and they're like oh no gotta snag them like (laughs) snag them before they have fun in your community you guys haven't really talked about diy breakup i keep mentioning it but like tell me a little bit more about your platform and After that, like, tell me some of the situations that you guys have seen in DIY breakup and like maybe some lessons that have been learned or some other tips and tricks for people listening. Yeah. So DIY breakup is basically your canceled wedding concierge. We help anyone who is going through a long-term or painful breakup or anyone who's canceling their wedding and they don't know where to start. So we offer checklist of what you need to do if you are calling off a wedding, what's the first thing that you start with and what's the last thing that you need to check off of that list. We also give a lot of advice like relationship advice, you know, anyone who's struggling in their relationship or not sure if they need to break up. And we like to just provide a lot of like guidance and resources by sharing like personal stories. I think the other thing too that DIY breakup offers is just like a safe space for people to share their experience and other people to kind of comment and support and let them know like I've been through something similar or here's what I would do in your situation and a lot of people don't talk about canceling their wedding and I think that's one of the things that Devin found when she first like canceled her wedding and I was like what do you want me to say to people and as she mentioned earlier she was just kind of like it is what it is. I'm an open book. Like this is what happened to me. And like, I'm going to be okay. And just by sharing that, I feel like so many people started reaching out to her saying like, I've been through something similar and people aren't going on Instagram and posting like, Hey, I called off my wedding today. Like most people are going on Instagram or going on social media and posting all these positive things they have going on in their life. And so we found there wasn't this space for people to go on and talk about these issues or these struggles that they're going through to realize that they're not alone. And it's okay to change your mind, even if you were so sure about something at one point. And I think it's awesome that you also open the community, the Facebook group open to people that not necessarily were in a wedding or a marriage that they wanted to cancel or potential marriage wanted to cancel, but also just long-term relationships as I know that's a huge topic right now. So it sounds like it's kind of like a bit of group therapy, honestly. I feel like people are so afraid that they're going to be judged like, oh, like, you know, didn't have a wedding, canceled wedding, like, oh, you know, like we moved in together and then we broke up. I'm going to like judge you more if you stay in that toxic relationship. If I'm honest, like I'm actually going to be super impressed with you for getting out. Like that is the most impressive thing you can do if you're in a toxic relationship, like taking control of your life. Yeah. And I feel like even them just like seeing other people's stories, specifically Devin's story, right, is a success story. She went through this really tough relationship, called her wedding 90 days before the big day because she found out her fiance was cheating on her. And here she is in a happy relationship, married to someone that she's in love with. And it's like a success story just because things didn't work out the way that you planned doesn't mean that your life is over. Like sometimes something ends for something better to come through. A hundred percent. So then better and much taller, (laughs) better and much taller (laughs) and nicer. By the way, I, you know, it's been taunting me this whole time that I need to get this out. The guy showering when he gets home, is that like a tell? Yeah, it has to be. It's like you're washing like the grossness off you. Right. The sickness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was just a thought I had. You like did that a lot though. That was just like a a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just used to it. But yeah, like my husband now doesn't come home from work. (laughs) Run to the shower. (laughs) I know. I feel like most men, you're like, can you please, you're like, can you please take a shower? Like how long has it been? Like, I need you to like go. (laughs) I was like, I usually shower when I, right when I get home, but I also am like OCD. And right when you get home? 
yeah like almost like i'm probably gonna go shower when i, I yeah. shower like four well, times a day we're in like but 77 degrees right now it's really that's hot. true i'm also not straight so <laughs> <laughs> well okay so hetero relationships if a guy yeah. is showering pro tip that's yeah. our tip okay. so then do you guys believe in soulmates like after this whole situation this whole scenario like what are your thoughts because i still like grapple with it myself I don't know. Like, I feel like you can have like a soulmate connection with someone, but I think you could have that with multiple people. Like, I feel like my husband and I, like the way that we understand each other feels very meant to be. And like the way that our relationship organically progressed, it feels like the universe like wanted this to happen. And he's the person that I've meant to be with. But I think that like, there can be multiple people for <laughs> that sounds so evil to say if you said that about me I would like get be so upset I don't know I think that it you can find that with more than one person not saying it would be as special but I don't know I don't think there's just like one person that's out there for you I agree with that I was actually going to say something very similar I feel like you can have you can be soulmates with like different people like if my husband and I broke up I wouldn't expect that he would just never be with someone and he would be miserable for the rest of his life like there's probably someone out there that would make him happy in you know a different way or whatever it is and same for me and same for everyone else like I think there is more than one person you can find happiness with but I don't know if there's just like one person for every single person and like I don't know that would mess things up what if someone else married your soulmate then what do you do yeah I also feel like it's based on circumstance a lot. Like, obviously, you think you have a soulmate in this moment in time. But, like, what if you were just picked up and dropped into a random country and, like, had no ways of escaping or living anywhere else? You'd probably find a way to make it work and, like, figure out a soulmate connection there. I think we're all four aligned. Like, I feel the exact same way. I mean, I think that what I have with my boyfriend is super special and we're building, like, a nice relationship together. And no one can replicate that relationship that we're building together. But I think you can have multiple soulmates. I think your friends can be your soulmates. Like, I think that just one, like this notion of like, there's only one person for me is a little antiquated. Yeah, I like very much believe in past lives. And I read a book that talks about like past lives and how- Was it many lives, many masters? Oh my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's into it so right you now. Know. Yeah, It's so good. But yeah, so it's like Jess was probably someone to me in a previous life. And it's like, For me, like Jess was probably someone that I have experienced in like multiple lives because like in this life, like I was able to open up to her so easily and so quickly and I never felt judged by her. So for me, that's like that has to come from somewhere. Yeah, totally. I agree. And there's just people that you meet sometimes like where you're like, I know you, like I know you from somewhere. And it's like, there's you have no mutual connections. There's nothing that ties you together. It's like you had to have met at some point in this existence but maybe just not in like this part of it i don't know yeah like the girls you yeah. you dm'd from you, the tiktok videos like i i feel like i know you guys i feel like we've met yeah. before <laughs> <been> a past <laughs> life. 100 <laughs> yeah well this was so great i really feel like we learned some good tips we learned that a hetero male showers he's mm-hmm. cheating on you mm-hmm. The best way that you can get your wedding date helpful tip is to get on DIY breakup and like basically auction it off. Yeah. If you can't get a guy to commit, go on vacation. On your birthday. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The ring. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then what was the vacation thing? If you can't get someone to commit, go on vacation. That's right. That's right. Our inbox is going to blow up after this episode airs and people are going to be like, hello, my husband got home and he took a shower today and it was uh, two minutes longer than he normally does. Cheater. I'm really excited for those DMs to start rolling in. I love that. I love that for us. Well, this isn't over. We still have a little fun segment that we do that we've coined Trouble in Paradise. 
And it's where we kind of comment on celebrity relationships, even though maybe we're not, you know, we're not the person who can comment on them, but we have our thoughts, we have our hot takes and our, our opinions. And so I'll start us off. So let's talk about Tristan and Chloe. Oof. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> What are our thoughts on them? Should like, at this point, should they even be in communication? Because of their child, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's such a good mom and like is able to prioritize the kid. Totally, yeah. I'm all for second, third chances, but I feel like along with that, there have to be strings and like strings attached to that and like actions being changed and like a plan of attack going forward. But it seems like, you know, fully one, shame on me, Pull me four times shame on me if you're Chloe. And it's like, come on, like you have to learn. This guy obviously isn't the one. Like you need to yeah. move on. As I get older, you realize that getting pregnant is like a very intentional thing. Like obviously, you know, accidents can happen or whatever. But it's like he has so many kids with so many women. It's like, it's you, like we know how you get pregnant. Just the fact that like he can't even think to wear a condom or to talk about like birth control or like anything like that. It's just mind blowing. Yeah. And like if he's not being responsible about condoms, like to, you know, have a baby, like what else, you know, like STDs are out there. You got to be careful. Yeah, Totally. It's crazy. I, I don't know. I feel like he's dangling the carrot with like the kid. Like that's what he has that he's dangling yeah, the he carrot. He knows that. Yeah. I he think he wants to be famous. You think he loves to be famous? I think he wants to. And I think that's why he's like with Chloe. Like, I don't know. It's like, how can, if you like really cared about someone in your relationship with them, like how could you continually like hurt someone that badly? Like for me, it seems like he wants to make it work for like the fame, not because of genuine love. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So not even that good of a basketball player anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he, no one cares about him. He's just like a loser. Totally. A hundred percent. Justice for Jordan Woods. <laughs> yeah, she's doing great. What a she's, glow up for yeah. her. Who do we think that like Chloe should be with? I don't know at this point. Not Lamar. It's like, no, 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 no. Michael B. Jordan is single. Isn't he like newly single? I th- yeah. He's like such a handsome man and he just seems like a nice guy. She needs to be with someone who's like already incredibly famous or she just needs to be with someone who's like really rich and like doesn't care about fame. Like someone who just like owns a business. Yeah. Either a businessman or Michael B. Jordan. I love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> or like a famous neighbor, whoever lives around her. So I, I want her to follow like the Kourtney Kardashian, Travis Barker template. Oh, yeah. oh. Who's her neighbor? Her mom. <laughs> just just Chris Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> that is probably her soulmate, is her mom. Truly, yeah. <laughs> They're a cute pair. Okay. Well, I hope Chloe never goes back to him. He's so I gross. Know. He's so gross. I don't think she will. I feel like she's going to like meet someone and just have like the greatest love story, you know? Yeah. It like happened really late for Courtney, and I just like hope that something like that happens for her too. Yeah. I like love watching the Kardashians and I feel like Chloe was just like su- everyone's cheerleader mm-hmm. this past season. I don't know if you watched it, mm-hmm. but it was just like so fun to see her like go to everyone's stuff and it's just like someone who's that genuinely supportive of other people when they're going through shit. Like they just deserve like so much happiness. So. 100%. I think it will come back to her. Yeah. By the yeah. way, she has the best body right now. She's looking so yes. good. Stunning. So good. Yeah. Our next couple is Justin and Haley Bieber. What do we think about them? How do we feel about them? I'll let you go first. You guys go first. I, I need to like process. Yeah, let them go first. Yeah. <laughs> he like kind of terrifies me. Me too. 
Yeah. Also, did anyone see this crazy news? He got some sort of virus or infection and half of his face yeah. is indefinitely paralyzed. I know. That's crazy. And I feel so she bad. had a seizure or so, something happened she to her She had like too. a small blood clot in her brain or something like yeah. that. It's crazy. Yeah. He just like makes me a little nervous for some reason. I feel like he's just, I want to be polite, but like a little unstable maybe. Like it just seems like he's very reactive and I can't even understand what it would be like to have that level of fame. But I don't know. I just feel like he's very reactive in certain situations. And like, he's a part of that Hillsong church. And there's just been a lot of scandal with that as well. So I always question like a celebrity who's involved in some type of like scandalous, like cult, like religion. Agree. I feel like there's also like, not, I mean, there's not a lot of consistency with him. Kind of what you said, he, you don't know he's reactive. So like, there's something that can be a news article. That's like super nice. But then there's times where you see like a TMZ report where he like, I don't know, is in, in someone's face, like freaking out. Like he doesn't want to be recorded. It's just, you don't know what you're going to get. And if that's the case for everyone to see, like what's happening behind the scenes. A hundred percent. I feel like it's a pressure cooker with him. And like, he's just going to snap at any moment. Like, cause there was, yeah. remember when he was like peeing at at clubs like with the mop yeah and then now all of a sudden he's like i'm a christian reform man and like a married man at like 28 i'm mm-hmm. like i don't know they got engaged like really quick too yeah. like she went to the met gala with sean mendez yes. and then it was like mm. oh wait i'm getting married <laughs> yep <laughs> almost like becoming famous at 12 years old and becoming a multimillionaire leads to an unstable life like i don't know what do we know that's fair that's fair (laughs) yeah that's what they said in like the taylor swift documentary it's like you get stuck at the age where you become famous and i feel like that happens to like so many people wow okay so he's 12 so he's 12 yeah okay (laughs) but that must be so hard have you guys ever imagined just like trying to go to walgreens to get a prescription filled or like get a snack and people just trying to take your picture like that must be so stressful just trying to exist yeah that's why these relationships are all so hard because these people are not normal. Like, so it's not normal relationships. Yeah. yeah. And when you're that young and you get into it, like you don't understand what that means for the rest of your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. My sister and I joke though that Justin Bieber is our like long lost brother because we think we have the same exact face as him. Like if you just like shave my head, <laughs> like I would look like Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh my That's god, so I'm also in that club a little bit. Whenever I was growing up, every time I would get a haircut, it would be like Justin Bieber got the exact same haircut a day later, and everyone'd be like, "Oh, did you do that because of Justin Bieber?" And I'm like, "No, I actually <laughs> I was he followed me." I'm like, mm-hmm. and then like I was a lifeguard for five years, and kids at my pool like to call me the ugly version of Justin Bieber. So that was. <laughs> Real so ego boost. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Wow. So not true. <laughs> I think you look like a, a blend of celebrities. I can't put my finger on all of them, but like oh, I, <laughs> I feel like some boy, like there's like a do people ever tell you like someone from NSYNC? Is it Nick Lachey? No, I've gotten JTT. I've gotten uh Val- JTT. Justin Just, Thomas. Uh, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thomas. Are you Thomas? joking? Home improvement? Are we oh, yes, 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 okay. yes, yes, yes. I'm alive. Worried. No, 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 I'm alive. No, like, no, no, yeah, but I haven't heard that name in so long. Okay, well, yeah. still relevant. Sometimes I get like Val Kilmer from the first Top Gun. I don't know. It's all over the place. Interesting. But that's what I mean. You like you you look like many different famous people. So that's a compliment. Yeah, Tell them they can go drown. You were the lifeguard there, you said? I was lifeguards. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Save oh my yourself. gosh, so weird. My tube's not working. Can't jump in. <laughs> I, for me, I like the idea of Devin being Justin Bieber's like stand-in. Like when he <laughs> wants to go to Walgreens, like she's just out there. Yeah. In the Balenciaga fit. I would do it. <laughs> Stunt double. So funny. Okay, so we don't really have thoughts on them, but we don't we don't I, love who we don't. I just like don't generally have a lot of thoughts on Hilly Bieber. I agree. I 
What is there to think about? I don't know. It's just plain. Okay. Got but it. she's beautiful. Gorgeous. We just hope they feel better. Yeah. That's all right now. Wishing we them well. Wishing them well. Wishing them well. Yeah. Health yes. is wealth. Okay. This couple, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, like Rihanna for me, she's actually my boyfriend's like, what's the, like hall pass? She says hall pass. Like she's queen. I'm like, no problem. If I got the opportunity with Rihanna, I'd take it too. So I love her, but I don't know how I feel about them together. Rihanna's everyone's hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not unique. Famously. <laughs> I just feel like she's on a different level. Like she's up there with Beyonce for me where it's like no one's good enough for her. I agree. I don't really know much about ASAP Rocky. Like I know that there was a lot in like the news about him cheating on her like right before she was about to give birth and like any guy who can cheat on like a pregnant woman like there's just a special place in hell for you like yeah that's all I'll say but if it's true like he just has a small ego and it's like he obviously feels less than her but I just feel like there's no one that's good enough for her she's like one of those people who I'd be happy to like see by herself forever because like she's just up there yeah I feel like her and Beyonce, like if, if Jay-Z and ASAP Rocky are cheating on them both, I'm like, you guys just YouTube, you guys hang and like fuck everyone else. That's how I feel. Yeah, I was grateful for like the Lemonade album because they went on tour, like literally I went to their concert probably like three days after I broke up with my ex. So, you know, I was like screaming every mm-hmm. single song, mm-hmm. just acting like a lunatic. So when we asked you how, what happened after your breakup and you're like, I hit the apps, really, you were at the Lemonade concert. That's really what happened. <laughs> yeah, first I went to the Beyonce concert and then I went on like a hinge date. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I think that we're pretty much done here. And I love talking to you guys. You guys plug your handles. Where can people find you? Where can people who are listening who need to get out of their wedding talk to you? You can follow us on Instagram, DIY Breakup, on TikTok, DIY Breakup, and our website is DIYBreakup.com. Easy. Easy. Love that branding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was so good talking to you guys. Yeah, it was good talking to you too. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Pretty Much Done. If you want more information about this episode, you can check our show notes. Go like, subscribe, and leave a review because it helps us grow the pod. Love you. Thank you. Sorry, did I just love bomb you? I'm not toxic. You are. Okay, bye.